When I ran for president four years ago, I said we're in a battle for the soul of America, and we still are. The question we're facing is whether in the years ahead, we have more freedom or less freedom, more rights or fewer. I know what I want the answer to be, and I think you do too. This is not a time to be complacent. You know, you're right about that, man. If he gets four more years of this, he's, he'll all but destroy this country. Don't you agree? That's Joe Biden. His, first of all, a lot of people have made the point, why on earth did you do a video? <clears throat> I mean, the proper way to have done it would have been to have a big thing on TV and take questions from uh, the you know press in the room and have at it and make your case. I mean, that's your one shot. But when you do it with stereophonic sound, I mean, I've got my headphones on, so I'm listening to the thematic music. I believe they might have lifted that opening theme from The Killers, uh, which is a great movie uh, theme at the end of, what was that Nicolas Cage movie where he was selling weaponry? He was a, an arms trader. And the end, they used a killer song, and that, so- that song was used is the opening of the Biden thing. So I'm not sure what the messaging was there. But you've got this guy who who uh, he doesn't realize that he has no clothes. I mean, he comes the closest to being a president that has no clothes. The prince has no clothes. I mean, did you know that there's an army of 3,500 Central American refugees headed towards the border? That's on top of the 10,000 that are already there. Uh, did you know that New York City is running out of money? A lot of municipalities are running out of money to have did you know that the immigration, the people that are uh, allowed to come into this country are not allowed to work for six months? According to Mayor Adams, that's the problem in New York is that they've got an influx of illegal immigrants seeking asylum and they're not allowed to work. So that must mean that they're getting money, they're getting funding, they're getting food, they're getting support from you and I, the taxpayer, who never invited these people in. But Joe Biden is okay with that because he signed on to the George Soros globalist movement which is that there's no such things as borders, unless, of course, your Ukraine and Russia is your neighbor. Then you got to have a border where they can put up their tanks. And let's see what else. He's he's destroyed our energy sector. Uh, by the way, there's a new article I just posted up on my website, speakingoutamerica.com, which is all about the fallacy of electric vehicles. I've taken various information that I've, that I've culled from different sources and put it all in one web uh, uh, story, essay. And I guarantee you, 10 years from now, we'll all be laughing at whoever was stupid enough to buy an EV. And when you read how destructive electric vehicles are and how unsustainable they are, then you'll understand why they're going to be very short-lived. And our president doesn't seem to see it. He is going to continue pushing and that's fascism. Whenever you take a government and they are forcing an industry to do something, that is the technical definition of fascism. So what were the other things? He didn't mention the fact that uh, crime is up. Uh, he didn't mention the fact that people are flocking from Democratic states like California and New York and droves and heading to red states, that his economy is broken. Uh, the the interest rates have jumped up thanks to all the free cash he offered everybody instead of getting people back to work during the pandemic. He said, stay home. And, oh, by the way, if you haven't gotten your vaccination, I'm going to get you fired from your work. And, oh, by the way, if you have an adverse effect from the vaccines, 
don't go crying to your doctor because he or she is not allowed to tell you that it might have been the vaccine. So that's the world we live in, and nobody respects him. We're losing the dollar is losing its prestige in the world right now. There's another article again. If you, if you don't read, you don't know. If you don't read and you don't know, and there are several financial experts, uh, Peter Thiel, one of them, Peter Schiff, another, who say that the end is nigh, that the cliff is right before us. We just don't see it. It's like Thelma and Louise. You're just going and going and going, and all of a sudden, you know, the arc is starting to bend, but then it's going to bend precipitously, and the dollar will be nothing, and then that will set up panic and fear in the markets. Everybody will make a run for the bank, and the feds will have to bail everybody out, and that's when they'll convert us over to this central banking digital currency. Or as the our Christians understand it, the mark of the beast where no one will be able to sell or buy or trade without the government. And then they could shut you down. If you become a political liability, they can get all kinds of things on you, and they could shut you down. You know, it's very interesting, but I have a great website. I mean, there are not a lot of ads. There's no cookies. The writing is, in my opinion, just as efficient as what you'd read on PJ Media. I don't have as many editors, but I have years and years of content. And I've never been able to crack a thousand. And the reason is, is because I'm being throttled. That's it. I know that, I, that I'm, I'm not, I can go into, you know how you know if you're being throttled? If you, let's say you're, you have a blog and, or maybe you have a tweet. Every time you tweet something, you never see it. Why is that? Where did it go? Because you might've used a keyword or an algorithm. I can go into a Best Buy and sometimes they'll have a couple of the iPads or desktops that actually have internet access. And I'll try to find my website or I'll try to find my podcast or I'll try to find something else. And it'll be three pages deep in Google search, which means that nobody's going to find it. But what you will find on speaking out, if you Google that term, are a hundred different leftist advocacy websites, but not speaking out America. So I know I'm being throttled. I know my podcast is being throttled. In the beginning, when I was starting to pick up, you know, getting close to 1,000, 2,000 downloads per month, all of a sudden I got throttled back. Why? And now they're not even allowing me to insert ads. They used to actually pay me per click. Why? Because I'm considered persona non grata. I am the problem. Anybody who speaks out is the problem. And I truly believe that the Democrats... Uh, think they've got this presidency in the bag. I think they have something up their sleeve. I think the reason they took Tucker out is because Tucker was on the Trump train for 2024, and that's dangerous because they know that he's got the support of his followers, his supporters. They know that President Trump or ex-president or former President Trump uh, has the required votes. What they don't have this time around is the pandemic to give them the excuse to authorize mailing in ballots. But I, I don't know if that's true in certain states. I think they're going to keep that in force so people will be able to vote from home. And we know what that leads to. So I think all of this is a you'll start to see that conservative voices will be silenced. Uh, it won't be long before they start going after other high high ranking personalities. So here's what Donald Trump said about Tucker Carlson being fired. 
Well, I'm shocked. I'm surprised. Uh, he's a very good person, a very good man, and very talented, as you know. And he had very high ratings. So uh, we're just learning about it almost as we speak. You and I just said, wow, that was something. That's a big one. Uh, I don't know if it was voluntary or was it uh, was somebody fired. But I think Tucker's been uh, terrific. He's been, especially over the last year or so, he's been terrific to me. The Tucker uh, situation, again, you don't know if it's a firing. Maybe he left because he wasn't being given his free reign. He wants free reign, maybe. But uh, I was surprised by it. Jim Herzen is going to join us on the other side of the break to talk about, in, in some part, what's happening with the abortion and the RU486. And then also uh, we'll talk about Nikki Haley's speech today that she gave that was actually quite good. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Speaking Out America continues. Welcome back to Speaking Out America. JR with you. Please stop by my website if you get an opportunity. Got a couple of new articles up. Speakingoutamerica.com. Let's reverse the change. Support independent-minded thinking journalists. And we are going to tackle an interesting story. The reason I'm playing this Pink Floyd music. I don't know if you remember, but a few months ago, uh, Roger Waters, the, the key songwriter, Uh, One of my favorite bands, one of my favorite groups of all time. I can't tell you how many hours I spent listening to Pink Floyd pondering the meanings of the universe. But Roger uh, was speaking before the UN at the outbreak of the war when Russia invaded Ukraine. And um, needless to say, he had a few things to say about it. And he gave a 40-minute speech basically condemning the UN and calling them a bunch of weak-kneed, uh, empty shirts because he pointed out in addition to the Ukraine war, there's all these other things that are going on in the world and they're the ones that are in charge. If you think about it, you know, you think we've got a president, we've got a vice president, we have Congress, we have all these senators, we have all these people driving around in black cars in every big city and they're busy. You know, you go to Brussels one day and you look at the UN and you see all those black cars coming and going. Most of them Mercedes those people are hard at work and they're doing something in there and they're making things happen. The IPCC, the climate change folks, they're out there. They're counting carbon. They're measuring the data. They're readjusting the temperature gauges and all of that stuff. And yet, look around you. You get the president who goes on and he does this very highly produced video thing that runs three minutes and 30 seconds. Exactly. I don't know why they made it three three minutes and 30 seconds exactly. Probably some consultant 
said, well, that's how long the average attention span lasts. And it was very theatrically produced. And, and yet he's the guy in charge, and look what's happening around our country. Crime is up. They want to take their guns away. Drug use is up. They want to let more people in the border. They want to give them a place to stay and food to eat. Never mind the impact they make on other people that are tr- just trying to, you know, make a living. You know, who, who's getting booted out is, once again, the African-American in the inner city. Man, you guys really don't know how much you've been screwed by the Democratic Party. I, I really feel bad for you. They've got you under mind control. They really do. They've got you thinking that they're going to save your ass, and they're not going to save your ass. Anyway, so there's all these people standing around doing a lot of stuff, getting paid by the taxpayers from all the all across the globe. And yet here we are going to a war. One leader won't negotiate with the other because the one leader thinks the other has, should be in jail. Um, and so the bullets keep flying. It's getting worse. And so while all these people are busy making plans for the rest of us, Roger Waters says, wait a minute here. I have a few words to share. So the time has come to speak truth to power. You all remember the story of the emperor's new clothes. Of course you do. Well, the leaders of your respective empires stand, in one degree or another, naked before us. We have a message for them. It is a message from all the refugees in all the camps, a message from all the slums and favelas, a message from all the homeless, on all the cold streets, from all the earthquakes and floods on Earth. It is also a message from all the people, not quite starving, but wondering how on Earth to make the pittance they earn meet the cost of a roof over their head and food for their families. My mother country, England, is, thank God, an empire no more. But in that country now, there is a new catchphrase, eat or heat, you can't do both. It's a cry echoing round the whole of Europe. Apparently, the only thing the powers that be think we can all afford is perpetual war. Now I've got Sudan, and the media is not telling you why the United States is even involved in Sudan. is because we don't want the Russians to make a deal with the current established government because they want to build. They've actually already agreed to the terms of building a naval base which will give Russian ships a little closer uh, passage through the Red Sea into the Mediterranean Sea and a much shorter route back to the motherland. And our government uh, is against it. And so what they've done is they propped up a resistance force and they're attempting to topple yet another government. But they don't give you those details in the news. That's why we're there. And by the way, the uh, president, our fine president, is doing exactly what he did in Afghanistan. He's leaving people behind, Americans behind. There are at least 10,000 American citizens that will not be able to get out of Sudan. But the 71 embassy uh, uh, personnel were able to. And so we have created or at least aided in the creation of a mess in yet another African nation. And that's why people like Roger Waters are speaking out because the people in Brussels, the people in D.C., the people in New York, busy little bodies all planning everything, uh, and they're screwing the human being. We're the ones that have to live with their mistakes. So that's Roger Waters. And remember, he's the chief writer of Pink Floyd, the 
probably one of the most successful rock bands uh, of all time. And in in uh, Frankfurt, Germany, they were set to play, but city and state uh, leaders wanted to ban Roger Waters in Germany, calling him one of the most world's most influential anti-Semites. So right now what's happening is that because of his position on the Palestinian issue, which he feels is unfair, and he has that right to feel that way, I will always defend somebody's right to feel a certain way if that's what they've decided. They, and I believe that Roger Waters uh, reads and researches his material, so he knows what he's about. But because he is pro-Palestinian and anti-Israeli, they have labeled him an anti-Semite. He supports the uh, boycott, divest sanctions movement, which I do not support at all. But he is being labeled an anti-Semite. So see how they do it? The the world court has already condemned Roger Waters. Anti-establishment has now become the establishment. And they are taking him out, or they're at least trying to marginalize him. By the way, the show must go on, which is interesting because that is the title of the uh, Side four, second track, I think it is. The show must go on. I should have had that queued up. But the point being made is that, you know, again, if they don't want you in, they'll do everything they can. They'll label you. They'll destroy your reputation. Fortunately for Roger, he has millions and millions of fans who can come to his aid. So they have to be a little bit careful about how hard they push. But, man, I'd love to get 20 minutes with that guy. So that's that story. So let's get back to Nikki Haley. I thought Nikki Haley did a pretty good job. I think if I was, if I had been working for a large corporation, say like Hewlett Packard, something like that, and we had just endured a new CEO who came in and tried to revamp everything and completely destroyed productivity and made it more difficult and more challenging and people weren't making their marks and they weren't getting their quotas all because of bad leadership. And then somebody like a Nikki Haley walks in and says, hey, welcome, we got a new CEO. And she spoke that speech or something similar. I would say, you know what? She looks like she has all the right stuff. She's intelligent. She's got respect. She's got work experience. She's good at conflict resolution. She's seeking consensus on a very contentious issue, which is abortion. She may not make a lot of friends in the Republican Party, but she might make some friends in the Democratic Party who might be inclined to vote for Nikki Haley because, you know what, maybe they kind of like some of the things about conservatism. Maybe they kind of like some of the things that conservatives represent right now, which is family, faith, which are things that are under attack. Maybe there are more Democrats who are starting to see where the Democratic Party is headed, and they'd rather be with somebody like a Nikki Haley or a Robert Kennedy. You know, Robert Kennedy's a very interesting... You know, I told you that they are not doing the debates. The DNC has decided not to do the Democratic presidential debates, just like that. Why? Because the DNC says they are wholly behind uh, President Biden. They're 100% behind him. So what they're going to do is protect him from himself by not allowing him to stand up before a national audience and make a fool out of himself the first time he opens his mouth. Boy, who wouldn't love that kind of protection? You know, this is what I love about sports. It's what I love about life. It's is just when you think your chips are down, something comes along and changes everything, like a weather disaster or, I don't know, a volcano in Colombia. Something will happen, and you'll see. 
the shoe-in of Biden, which is what the Democrats think, the shoe-in is not going to be shooing in. I don't think so. And then there's this. Oh, I don't have time to play this, do I? Oh, I might. A guy by the name of, no, I'll have to save it for another day. I, I think my audience is all burnt out on climate change stuff anyway. But remind me later in the week to play Ian Primer. He's a geologist who has written a book called uh, Green Murder. And it's all about the cabal that's behind climate change. And what they're actually trying to do is redistribute wealth. Uh, They're taking it from the rich, the rich countries, and diverting it into all these NGOs and all these sub-government programs. And then they try to justify their existence by counting carbons. Anyway, so we'll play that in a later episode. And again, you know, just as a recap on Tucker Carlson, uh, they won't stop there. That's the whole point. And that's the thing that we all need to be aware of is that they will not stop there. The Democrats, the people that are in power now, they've got their hands clenched tight. And they like handlebars. They are going to go forget about ethics, forget about morality. Everything is justified in this race. The ends will justify the means. Trying to remember how that goes. But either way, it's going to be a fight. It'll be Rocky Balboa, uh, episode two, the rematch. See you again on Speaking Out America. JR, thanks for stopping by.